You're listening to the sermon podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Well, good evening. I'm so excited to be with you guys tonight. Uh, my name is Josh Gray. I'm the lead servant here at uh, Real Life. This is my very first uh, Christmas Eve service that I get to, uh, I, I want to say officiate, but we're not talking about basketball, that I get to um, put together uh, here. And so I had nothing to do with the awesome artwork. How about the artwork, huh? It's super cool. And how about our worship team? Like, they're amazing. Thank you for that. Do you, you have any idea how many hours of editing and stuff it took Gus and Peter to do this video? I have no idea, but man, may the Lord bless you. So um, so as I was thinking about Christmas and Christmas Eve service, I'm like, what, what, do, what do I remember about good Christmas Eve services? Or like, what would I be excited about with a Christmas Eve service? And so I have a little list here. Um, of things that I was hoping our Christmas Eve service would be like. I want it to be fun and exciting. We're having an, we have anticipation. Like we're excited about something that's, that's getting ready to happen, that we're celebrating, that we're still talking about 2,000 years later, right? So there's, like, there's this great anticipation. I remember as a kid, like this time, I'd be so excited, and I'm sure that your kids are excited as well. And, and I was anticipating Christmas, not, maybe not for the right reasons or any of those things, but I was excited about something. And so to not have that excitement um, die down. And so I wanted to be fun and exciting. I want to have great music. And I was like, yeah, check, got that going on. Um, I wanted the, the kid's video that takes me back to when I was a kid, right? Oh, that was great. We got that done. Um, I kind of want to learn something new or funny if I could. That would be great. Um, I really liked it when the pastor was really short and quick. That was my favorite Christmas services. So I'm hoping to accomplish that as well. Um, and just and just as we as we move towards this time, and I also want to hear the Christmas story um, and, and reflect back on his birth. So let's start out with some fun facts. Now you know the internet is 100% accurate. There's nothing ever been written false on the internet. So that's where I got most of these statistics here for you or facts here. Um, so if these are incorrect, it's the internet's fault, not mine. Uh, but fun things to think about. We have uh, a staff person who's. Uh, deathly afraid of, of something to do with this next graphic here. Uh, and it's so, uh, you know, the sign that, that saying that says, the only thing to fear is fear and spiders, is what she would say, and spiders. And so uh, in Poland, spiders are considered to be a symbol of prosperity and goodness at Christmas. In fact, spiders uh, and spider webs are often used as Christmas tree decorations. Uh, according to the legend, a spider uh, wove baby Jesus a blanket to keep him warm. There we go. How about another Christmas fact? Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time, is widely regarded, regarded as one of his worst songs he's ever recorded. It's a wonderful Christmas time, right? Except he makes like $400,000 a year off of that. I wish I could like, be like, yeah, your sermon, the one that was the, horror, the worst one you've ever done, yeah, four hundred grand a year, that'd be great. But look at him. So if, I, wish, I wish that could be the case for me. How about... Um, Almost 28 sets of, uh, of or 28 Lego sets are sold every second during the Christmas season. Now that seems like a dated, uh, a dated fact. I don't know if Legos are still super popular, but let me tell you what I remember about Legos as a father. Um, I remember our kids had Legos, and I remember them being all over the stairs at night. I remember trying to come downstairs and stepping on a Lego and praising the Lord with the most amazing like heart of gratitude that the Legos were there and I was not injured. Um, so yeah, Legos. Somebody came up after the first service and showed me a picture of jacks. You know, we used to have those metal spike jacks where you drop the ball there. They're like, yeah, those are bad too. And so um, yeah, Legos. 
Uh, how about uh, Jingle Bells? You guys know that song, right? Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle All the Way. Oh, what fun. No? Just me singing it? Okay. That's good. Um, but this popular Christmas song was uh, composed by James Pierpoint in 1857. It was, however, originally written for Thanksgiving, not for Christmas. More fun facts. I don't know if this is accurate because of this thing called Cyber Monday, but it's say the Friday and Saturday before Christmas are the busiest shopping days of the year, not Black Friday. I bet you Cyber Monday is right up there because how many people bought presents online this year? Yeah. You guys don't have computers? No? Just make them, you made them all yourself, right? How many people still have to go get some presents and they're like, hurry up and finish? Hey, all right, my brother, there we go. Like, all right, yes, guys. Yeah, so they have Christmas things. How about this? You know, you think about uh, meals, and right now, as we speak, currently on my stove is this meal that we have for Christmas Eve called Low Country Boil. And it's got uh, sausage and chicken and um, potatoes and onions and carrots and celery and corn and uh, tomatoes. It's just this amazing awesomeness that's boiling right now that I'm kind of ready to go eat it. And so we have this. And you, do you, have, you probably have meals that you're used to having around the holidays or you have one. Did you know this? That in uh, Japan, uh, many people spend their Christmas Eve eating at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was not aware of this. They have full-blown like advertising modules for Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. And this is such a popular tradition in Japan that customers have to book their seats at KFC two months in advance. Can you imagine? Man. Yes. Uh, How about this one? Anybody get hurt putting on uh, Christmas decorations or fall through their tree or have any Chevy Chase moments uh, with their trees? According to the Consumer uh, Product Safety Commission, more than 14,700 people in the United States end up in the ER each November and December from holiday decorating accidents. Anybody get hurt this year? Anybody get blown off the roof? I almost did. Oh, yeah, I've got one back there. Okay, you're all right? All right, not injured, but... So all these fun things. How about this one? Silent Night is the most recorded Christmas song in history. Uh, with more than 733 different versions uh, copyrighted since 1978. So lots of fun little Christmas facts that we think about, but at the end of the day, what are we talking about 2,000 years later? Are we still looking, what are we still anticipating for? Why is it such a big deal in our world 2,000 years later? We're talking about this Savior that was born for us. And I'm still taken aback by that. And do I still have the same anticipation or is that wearing off over time? Do I have the same anticipation of what he's going to do in our kingdom, in our communities this year? And what is Jesus going to be? What is his part in my life going to be this year? Am I anticipating him changing my life still from his birth to his death? And so we look at this, and this is in the Passion Translation, John 3, uh, 16 through 18. We know this one. We see it at every football game. But this is in the Passion Version. It says, For this is how much God loved the world, that he gave his one and only unique son as a gift. Our whole Advent series is called The Greatest Gift, and we started with hope. And then we talked about um, peace, and we talked about joy, and we talked about love. And all of those wrapped in together give us this thing, this greatest gift, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, He's this unique gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be uh, its Savior and rescue it. And you know, this time of year is when people need to be rescued. 
They want to be rescued from whatever happened in the past and this year. They want to be looking forward to hope of the future and that hope lies within a savior. Still does 2,000 years later. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're still talking about. 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this birth. And you know, this, this birth uh, was foretold. There was many things foretold about this birth uh, thousands of years before that it would be uh, of a virgin. They talked about where this Savior would be born, that he would be born in Bethlehem. They talked about what tribe he would come from. He would come from this tribe of Judah. And they talked about that he would be a descendant of David. Everyone was anticipating the Savior. And they needed a Savior. He's the greatest gift. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 says, A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders and his name will be the Wonderful One, the Extraordinary Strategist, the Mighty God, the Father of Eternity, the Prince of Peace. Great and vast is his dominion. He will bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of the angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. And in order for something to be finished, it had to be started. And it was started with his birth. So I just ask you those questions. Are you anticipating his birth? Are you anticipating his hand in your life and on your heart this next year? Are you seeking that? Are you excited about that? Or is this just another Christmas? Is this just another time? Or can real true change happen as we accept Jesus and move forward with him? Because God did send his one and only son for us. And we're going to hear about that in this Christmas story. Let me pray and we'll have the band come back up and then uh, we'll sing a song and hear the Christmas story. Father God, first of all, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for the folks that have come here uh, to celebrate you. We are celebrating you. You are such an amazing, amazing God. Thank you. Thank you and praise you for sending your son here. Lord, I look forward personally to experiencing more of what you have for me. More for what you have for me within people. More of what you have for me within your beautiful word. More of worshiping you. And learning what that looks like and understanding that better. Let me never fall back and take your birth for granted. Keep me in anticipation, Lord, in anticipation for you and your arrival again in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.